Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Loxecutioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and serving your ear holes today. Hey, long time coming with this guest. Yeah, I, Ross, I mean, I, I can't tell you. Like, she's kind of put us off a little bit, right? She came in, though, and she said, you were persistent. Yeah. I said, you didn't, you didn't want to do this, did you? And she didn't say, no, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> or she didn't say, she definitely yes, definitely didn't say, oh, I couldn't to wait it. to do it to be on you guys' show. She said, you were persistent. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, and our guest, you know, we text randomly, and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, if I send her a text, she, bam, like that, anytime. If I say, hey, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a great day as well. And you get a little emoji con of her. Okay. But I, when I text her about the podcast, <laughs> you don't get a response. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited. I, I'm not gonna, I've been slightly nervous about this. I don't know you're, why. You're usually not nervous. I'm not nervous. You're usually pumped no, and ready to go. No, no, they should be nervous talking no. to me. Yeah. But not today. Not today, huh? Today I'm a little nervous. Sitting up a little taller today? Sitting up a little taller, yeah. Comb my beard, okay. put on some deodorant. <laughs> a little hot in this studio. Uh, anyway, so today we have the lovely, the talented, the beloved Miss Pitts. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Pitts. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Do you mean that? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah. Um, I, Ross, I don't know if there's a more beloved person in this area than her. Yeah, I would stand behind that. To uh, She doesn't know this, but I, unless someone told her. I put a post out on Facebook, and I said, I put a picture, one, a picture of you and I up there uh, from one of the SIU basketball games, and I said, Hey, we're gonna have Miss Pitts on. I put the picture up. I said on our show, if there's anybody, anything, anybody has any stories or anything they'd like to say to her. And to Ross, like I couldn't. I, there's a bunch of them that aren't even opened yet because it was so many people like had something to say, a story to tell, or or something. And, and there was. And if I put that up about you, there'd be so many people. Oh, he's such a jerk. He's a douche. He's an idiot. But, not Miss Pitts. Every single one of them was just, people couldn't wait to tell their story or tell how she's affected their lives. That's awesome. It was a little slight at me, but okay, whatever you got to do to get the point across for how great Miss Pitts is, I'm, well, I'm here for it. I, I just, can get down with that. I just wanted to make the point that not everybody would get a lot of positive <laughs> comments and stories about them. You know what I'm saying? I, I got gotcha. you. So anyway, Miss Pitts, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, uh, we're just, just going to be kind of be a conversation between uh, you and us, and we're just going to kind of talk about your life and see where it takes us, okay? So we'll just kind of start from the beginning. So, so where are you from, Miss Pitts? I was born in Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. I moved from Gary to Chicago when I was five. I stayed in Chicago 18 years. I left to attend college. At SIUE, my major was theater and dance. Theater and dance, huh? Believe it or not. If if at any point you want to get up and dance and show some of those skills Uh, and what you learned, hey, we're we're down with it. I'm a little older. I said that was 19, did I say that was (laughs) 1971? (laughs) You did not. Okay. Okay, that was 1971. Mm -hmm. So I've been in this area for 51 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, When I graduated from college, the teachers were on strike in Chicago. I changed my major from theater after 
my sophomore year to education, so I had to really push it and go to summer school, and I didn't graduate in May like most people. I graduated over the summer, but I had a degree in education. The teachers in Chicago were on strike, as I said, so I decided to get a job and stay here, and I've been here since. What, what made you change your mind to education? I was doing a lot of work with theater and dancing, having dance classes down in East St. Louis at Catherine Dunham, and it was really taxing on the body. And I like money, and I like to spend money, so <laughs> I figured I need a career that I could receive a check, you know, that I could receive a check, that I know that a check would be coming. So when you're in theater or whatever, you know, you pick up small gigs and do different things and try to get in when you can, but that's not a weekly or bi-weekly check. A couple things with that, Ross. Not a lot of people got get into teaching for the money, Miss Bitch. You know that? <laughs> absolutely not. But absolutely not. Let me, you know that 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 small decision that she made, like talking about everyone who uh, sent stories in. I mean, think about that that decision she made in her life. How many lives that affected? Not hers, but like just everyone who she's affected just because of that decision. Yeah, looking at it like that is unbelievable. It is yeah. unbelievable. How many like just that one decision you made? Like how many lives that were changed because of that? You know. And I didn't say for the money. I said for a check. Uh, I, I know. I know. <laughs> a routine pay. A secure pay. A secure always, pay. Always getting paid. Yeah. Yes. I get it. I get that. Okay. Um, so then uh, first, so how, how have brothers and sisters? I have two brothers. I'm the middle child. I'm the only girl. Mm -hmm. I have an older brother who's two years older and a younger brother that's 10 years older. Younger. Mm. Both of my parents are deceased. Uh, I have a brother. My older brother lives in Three Rivers, Michigan. It's a little small town near Kalamazoo. My younger brother is Buck Wild, so he lives <laughs> in Chicago. <City. laughs> yeah, I got you. Um, now, where, where did your what what did your parents do growing up? Uh, my mother worked for the Cook County Department of Public Aid, and my father was in a biz had a, a family business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did they push you in any direction or anything like that? My mother did. My uh -huh. mother was the pusher. Uh -huh. uh, my parents got a divorce when I was younger, so my mother raised us, mm -hmm. uh, and she pushed us. All three of us went to school. My older brother and I completed it. My younger brother went three years. And the in, wild in, one. The wild <laughs> one in, in mechanical, no, electrical engineering, and he didn't make it. Mm -hmm. To the finish line. <laughs> close, very but that's close. That's okay. What high school did you go to? I went to Roosevelt High School in Chicago, and I could still remember the address. It's 3436 Wilson Avenue. At that time, I lived on this, the west side of Chicago um, when I was getting ready to go to high school. And it was an inner city school, it was John Marshall High School. So several people, mainly African-Americans, had the opportunity to go to school outside of their home area. So I went to Roosevelt, and I had to take an L to school because we didn't drive, and I was too young to have a car. So I took an L to school every day. What was the commute time? About 45 minutes. That's unreal. About you know, for us people down here in these little towns <laughs> and to think that in New York, Chicago, you got to wake up an extra, you know, 
an extra hour early than what a normal kid, you know, or a kid in a small L. town. You ever yeah. been on the L? Yeah, get on the L. Yeah. Take and, and parents around here, they complain about they have to wait in line to drop their kid off at school. Throw them on the L. <laughs> Throw them on the L in Chicago. See how much complaining you have. Uh, how old were you when you started taking the L to school? Uh, probably 15, 16. Mm-hmm. I graduated when I was 18. So you just took the L. You paid, I think, 12 or 20 cents or whatever. And you took the L to school and you got off and you walked the rest of the way and then you commuted back. Yeah, that's crazy to think that's about. That's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was an experience, but that's what you did. And I think... You probably learned more on the L train than you did, oh, <laughs> than yeah. you did in high school. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an experience. Was, was your high school good at athletics? We had a really good basketball team. And that's was, what it, matters, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what matters. Her. It was a predominantly Caucasian school that I attended. Uh, but several of the uh, African Americans came from different areas to the school. So we had a really good basketball team. So they, they were recruiting? Is that yes. what you're trying to yeah, okay. In a nice way. <laughs> in a nice way. They were able to, we were able to extend our education by going to a school outside of our area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was different for me. Um, did you play athletics? Intramural. We did a lot of intramural. I was mm-hmm. on the Palm Squad, but most of the uh, athletics back then, I'm I'm up in age, you know, <laughs> were intramural sports. But I just love sports, I guess, because of my older brother. Uh, women's women's basketball been, in high school. It's was 50 years. 50, 50 years, years celebrating. So. Uh, yeah. Was it, so that would have been late 70s? It yes. Started? I started school. I graduated from high school in 71. So you kind of missed it. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Now, what what did you like to play? I'm assuming basketball. I like basketball. Um, I like volleyball as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like a combination. So that's how I spent my time. But with my older brother, I spent more time with him with basketball. So I just became a basketball geek. <laughs> you love but your I, basketball. We'll, we'll touch on that for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so come down here to uh, Edwardsville. It was a total shock. Yeah. It was a You're total like country shock. bumpkins down here, right? Yeah. yeah. They were Hillbillies. Even, they were even recruiting when I came to SIUE. I can remember a di- gentleman, bless his soul, uh, Dr. Emil Jason, recruited kids from the inner city to come to uh, SIUE. Mm-hmm. And then the dance department, there weren't very many blacks in the dance department, so I hit it both ways because I enjoyed theater and dance. But it was a total cultural shock when I walked down Main Street because they said this is the downtown. <laughs> looking like what? Yeah. And, I, and really, Edwardsville, nothing like it is today in the 70s. No. I think there were 12,000 people when I came. I think it's 27 or so right now. And it's, it's totally changed. Yeah. I can remember they said the uh, department stores were Lipson, Arbox. Uh, it was an Ember's clothing store. It was a men's clothes st- clothing store. I went into one of the shops, and I, you know, I'm used to taking the elevator to go up to the next level. <laughs> and I asked the lady, I said, where are the coats? Are the coats on the, you know, second floor? And she looked at me and said, what? I said, the coats. She says, no, they're right in the back. I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so that that was a cultural shock. Being in a small town was a cultural shock for me. So that I had to work through that. Mm-hmm. Did it take some time to adjust to that? It took me about a year to adjust. 
It took me about a year to adjust. Everything just slowed down, it didn't slowed it? Slowed down. <laughs> there was no L train. No, no L train. Uh, the nearest city, I guess, was, you know, where you can go and see some tall buildings was St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, I was missing that. I'm like, what? You know. Any thoughts of returning home whenever you got down here to realize the I, lifestyle? I wanted to return home during the first year, but my mother said, you're going to make it. My mother was a very stern, firm, lovable lady. And she said, we don't quit. So I knew that I had to stay and finish school. You know, one thing I like take out of that, uh, coincidentally, is that uh, we had Al Womack on the show that you know very well. Mm -hmm. And Al was talking about when he was in college and he was like, yeah. uh, he, he told the story at the very end of his podcast, basically. And he was thinking of quitting and packing it in. I think it was his first year. And you guys weren't that close then. Kind of knew each other, but not real well. And you called him just out of the blue, had no idea he was going through something. And mm -hmm. you told him, you convinced him to stay and stick it out. And he did and became a national champion and, and, and you know, sure see did. where he is today. So Sure did. You, did mm -hmm. you, you mothered him like you got mothered. Mothered him. Mothered him. <laughs> yep, mothered him. That was good. But it was from what I was taught, that you never quit. Mm -hmm. You know, you keep going, you finish the race that right. you're in. So. Did, now, when you started teaching, when you, when, it, when you changed your major to teaching, did you, like, did you automatically have a love for it and say, this is what I was meant to do, this is what mm -hmm. I, yeah, a pat, was there any sort of passion there? You're just like, oh, I'm just a job I'm gonna take, or how'd that work? Well, I stayed with a lady and she was an educator as well. Mm -hmm. And I saw her going to work, and she was a special ed teacher, and she seemed to come home and always loved her job, loved what she was doing, shared about the kids. So when I changed my major, I went into education, and I went into special education. Mm -hmm. So I have a, a, um, a passion, a true passion for special needs students. That I think that's my calling, uh, just special needs students. I have that calling. That's number one. Although I switched from teaching, I stayed in the teaching, I think, 13 years, and I have a master's degree in guidance counseling, so I did that for two years. Then I went back to school. I was encouraged uh, to go back and get my administrative certification by Dr. Hightower, so I got my administrative certification. So half of my 39 years was spent teaching and half was spent in administration. But I still had that passion if you ask me, I'll say, no, I'm a special ed teacher. <laughs> you you know? don't say I'm a principal. You say no, I'm a spe special uh, ed. I'm an I educator. Uh, and I started off teaching uh, at a middle school. Now, where, where, yeah. Central Junior High School, which is now in Alton. It's Lovejoy. But oh. it was a middle school, a junior high school back in 75. So you started out there in special started education? Out there special ed, BD, self-contained. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's behavioral disorder? Behavior disorder. And I just had a love for those kids. And I know today we think of those as the bad kids. Push them aside, put them in a room or a place by themselves. And we don't want to acknowledge that they're people as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're at the middle school. So how, how long were you there? I was at Central Junior High for four years. I was at East for one year. So I think I did, and I think in 80, because uh, it was 75 when I graduated from college, it was 80, I went to, 80 or 81, I went to the high school. But I did time at Central Junior High School. 
I was a special ed teacher. I coached basketball and track. I heard someone someone, someone who sent us yeah. a message said you were their basketball coach. And I'm yeah. like, what? I didn't know she coached yeah. basketball. And uh, I want to mention that Don, I, I want, it's not, it wasn't Yates then. Mm-hmm. But it's Don Yates was yeah. on my cheerleading or basketball team. <laughs> it was one of the two. Yeah. So when I got to Bethalto and saw her, I called her by her maiden name because that's what I remember. Right. Yeah. So I was there. I was at East one year. Uh, they closed down Central, and they were going to make it an elementary building. So I went to East one year. I had a great experience at Central Junior High School. The people were nice. It was like a family. Uh, Mary Blanche Jungers was the principal. Ed Gray was the assistant principal. And then it switched to Ed Gray being the principal. And, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but I could see him. He was the assistant principal. But it was like a family, and everyone got along and loved each other. I got called to the office a couple times for some things that, you know, I did. But uh, like what, Miss Pitts? Tell I can't us. Can't even what, what? remember. Who, who calls Miss Pitts? The way to the we office. did it on the L train. That's right. <laughs> but um, Ed Gray would call me in the office uh, and just chew me upside one and down the other, and I would just say, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> you know, let it run off my back. But uh, and then the principal called me in a couple times. You know, being a new teacher, you do things differently. You do things your way. Mm-hmm. And you and came from the big city, city, you know. Yes. So you had to learn to do things their way. Right. You know, so a couple times, I and I can't even remember now, got called in the office uh, for something dumb. Oh, oh, I can remember one time, my fr- a friend, I met a friend, dear friend named Kathy Mendelson. And we were teaching together. And before, uh, I think it was a meeting or something at school that evening, we went out to have some dinner. And we thought it would be okay to have a glass of wine. We weren't going to be over kids. Mm -hmm. We were just going to have some wine and go to our meeting, our evening meeting. Well, Mr. Gray, uh, we walked in the door, and I guess he detected a little wine, (laughs) you know. Detected. Oh, I got we got chewed out and sent home. I do remember that time. Yeah. But uh, you know, we didn't know. We didn't think anything was wrong with that. We weren't going to be right. teaching or in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't have like a fridge full of beer in the teachers' lounge at this time. <laughs> no. 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 We they, got chewed out for that. They definitely yeah. had a cabinet full of smokes. <laughs> so that happened. So I was there, and then I went to East for one year. Uh, that was uh a year that I didn't coach or do anything. The principal and I didn't get along. Uh, I felt that he didn't get along with African-Americans and he didn't like special ed. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a double whammy. <laughs> so when he say walk left, I went right. So <laughs> we just didn't get along. So that lasted just a year. And then I got to go to the, I had the opportunity to go to the high school. It was in 80 or 81, I can't remember. But in, um, I had a master's degree in guidance counseling, so a job came available in 93, and I took that to 95, and I, Dr. Hightower encouraged me to go and get my administrative certification. But when he encouraged me, I was in the union at the high school. I'm a union person as well, so that's another side of me that people didn't know mm-hmm. when I came to Bethalto. <laughs> so um, I didn't want to go into a dean's position because... I wanted to negotiate this last contract, so I gave that up, you know, and he had offered me to become a dean, so I didn't do it. 
So I waited, and good things come to those who wait because after we negotiated and that contract was a big negotiation, the following year another dean's position became available. So I always tell people what God has for you, it's for you. You know, and I always quote Jeremiah 29 and 11. Some of the kids could probably say I share that <laughs> with them. You know, God already knows what he's going to have you to do. So you don't have to worry. Your plan is set. So my plan was set. I went on and took the dean's job, and then I went back to school after work, being a dean. I stayed in my dean's position hmm, five years, and then I finished my uh, certification to be an administrator, my type 75, and I became an assistant principal in 20, and I did that for six Where, where was that? That was at, at Alton High School. Alton High. So Alton High. My whole stint was at Alton in okay. Alton District. Was in Alton District. After I left the middle schools after five or six years and went to the high school, I stayed there. I was uh, a special ed teacher, a dean of students, and an, and an assistant principal at the high school. Okay. So at Alton, you were never the actual principal? No, nope, I was assistant principal. Okay. However, however, uh, I did a lot of the principal's responsibilities at one time. I interviewed for a job to get a principal's job at the high school, and they brought in another person, Mr. Trapani, and I worked with him for six years, uh, but I didn't get the job. But that happens sometimes being a black woman. But my mother said, you stick it out and you keep going. So I applied for uh, a drug rehab counselor. I didn't get that job. So I applied again for HR. I had been in the union, so I knew that side being HR. And then I... Uh, now, HR, is this outside of the school system? No, in the school system, okay. I applied for HR position. <clears throat> mm -hmm didn't get that they brought him in as the principal instead of me I still worked and I think I worked harder than I ever worked those six years because I didn't want anybody to think she's not going to do her part because she didn't get the job mm -hmm. and I'm a strong woman so I don't believe in that so I stayed there until 206 I even was on the committee because I didn't go to the new school however I was in the process with um Oh, uh, my principal then, and I'm trying to think of his name. Bless his heart, he passed away about a couple years ago. But um, we worked together to get everything set up for the new school. I had my office selected for the new school. And I, I guess I could just go in and tell you how I got to Bethalto. Do you want me to do that? Sure. Do you have another yeah, question? Sure. Yeah. So my principal was in the main building and at Alton High and... Um, there was some things going on within the office staff. So I was in the annex building, and he moved me from the annex back to the main in his office, and he moved to the Olin building, which is that middle building in the pit at Alton High School. Okay. So one day I was in the office, and we got things settled, and when I got to work, there was an application on my chair. And I thought, you know, what is this? So I sat down and looked at it. It was an application to Bethalto. I said, was somebody trying to be funny? Why, why would they <laughs> do that? Somebody trying to get rid of me is what trying I was Trying to get rid of me? <laughs> what, what's going on? So I went on about my day. I didn't think about it. And one of the teachers, and she was a former special ed teacher, Annis Brave, said, what did you think? And I said, what? 
She said, I put that application in your chair. And she said. This gave me chills. Yeah. She said, they're looking for a principal. And I think you could do the job. And I said, Annis, come on. I'm black. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know. And she says, but they're looking for someone who could get the kids in order, who's dedicated. And she went on with all of this. I said, Annis, come on. You know, they're not going to hire me. And my principal even told me, they're not going to hire you, Deb. You're black. You know, everybody always thinks of Bethalto as kind of like the yuppie, white sort of Correct. town around here, right? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I thought, so she said, well, go on. So I thought about it and prayed about it. I said, oh, okay, I'll go on. I had two applications I was filling out for principal. One was for Cahokia and one was for Bethalto. So I went on and filled it out. And I said, okay, Annis, I'm going to go on and do this and, you know. She says, Deb, this will be just great for you. She was on the school board, I think. You might remember that as brave. I don't know. But, you know, but she was on the school board. So she said, you'll be great for this position. They'll love you. Uh, you can make a difference. And she just went on and on. So I said, okay. Well, when they called me for an interview, I thought, holy sh, you know. Okay. Uh -huh. I still hadn't heard from Cahokia yet. So when they called me for the interview, I went to the interview. When I went to the interview, there were four people there. Um, Dr. Wilson, I think, uh, Blazer, uh, the board president, uh, Beerman, mm -hmm. Mr. Beerman. I don't know who else. I can't, I can't remember. So it was just four of them. So we interviewed, and I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> and uh, when you ask me a question, I'll just answer it. So, you know, I just popped my questions out, told them what I was about. I had my little stuff in my head, what I was going to say, and the things that I have done, you know, in Alton. And I, I thank Alton because I had quite a bit of training from them, even though I didn't get one of the positions that I wanted. It was a blessing in disguise. So I interviewed, and that was fine. They called me back for a second interview. I said, oh, my God, this is serious. <laughs> It was a cold Saturday morning. We interviewed in, what was the trailer? Uh, was the trailer out back? Yes. It used to be Mr. Dyer's health room, that trailer? No, it was a trailer. Oh, it was one of the principal's names, but it was a trailer, but that's where the office was. <laughs> so I drove up, and I got out the car, and people started coming in. I think it was 17 people there. I think they had... In the, the interview? In the interview. The <laughs> second interview. They had, uh, I think, the uh, the um, union people, the board members, the department chairs. It was about 17 people there. And I'm thinking, holy stuff. And no one looked like me. <laughs> what, so, pretty? No one was pretty? No, no one was pretty. <laughs> 17 seems... <laughs> Extreme. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you, we were sitting in a U, and I was sitting right in the front of the U in a chair. And I thought, okay, Deborah, here it goes. So they were whipping out questions, and I was answering and whipping out questions. Does anything stand out? Does anything stand like an answer? You gave like a real straight shooter answer that you they probably weren't ready for? Or? Um, I, I, I can't remember, but this was the year. They 17 were, people stood 17 out. People <laughs> stood out. Yeah. 17 people stood out. 17 people stood out. And I'm like, holy smoly, what is going on? <laughs> so, uh, and I think I was the first one. I think somebody else came after me. Mm -hmm. But I can remember one thing. They were saying that they were going to close the campus that year 
The kids couldn't go off campus for lunch, so I knew I was going to have to deal with that, but we did that in Alton. We both had open lunches. It's probably a good idea to close it. To close it. <laughs> close lunch. And it was something going on with the valedictorian and salutatorian and all of that jazz. Something. We, we weren't those. No. A couple, couple other things were going on, and they were saying that we need to somebody to come in and uh, be visible and get these kids together because somebody, one of the board members said they're just out of control and you know, to bring some uh, light to the building and make it, you know, more inviting and comfortable for people. So I shot all my shots. Whatever <laughs> they asked me, I answered it. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. That's where I was. So that happened. So when they called me back and they offered me the job, I thought, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. Yeah. Uh, and they had they came to the school. I can remember Miss Rothy and some of the other board members, they visited Alton High School. They came and walked around and asked people about me and really? all of that. Yeah, that it was neat. I like that they do their due, due diligence like that. Yes, yes, they they did a great job, and I can remember Mr. Willard Wallace. Oh, I love Mr. Willard That's Wallace. Boy, talking to my heart there. Oh, <laughs> he was I my could, principal. Was he, Mr. Yeah. Willard Wallace? And I remember this so vividly. I was in the main building, and you know at Alton High, if you go into the main building on the old campus. There, I don't know how many steps you have to walk up mm -hmm. to get to the office. Mr. Willard came personally, brought me a CM hat, oh. and and thanked me for taking the job. I, I, I still have that hat. I still have that hat. M Mr. Wallace is a whole other subject. He's such a such a great. Oh guy. my! He stops God. by here all the time, <laughs> just randomly. He did that, and that really touched my heart. Yeah. Uh, so different things started happening very quickly. I started attending the board meetings. Um, I took a perk on some personal days and started visiting the school and going to the teacher's lounge, and that was a cultural shock for some uh -huh. of the people. Yeah. Uh, and I walked right in the workroom on the second floor where I think it was like somebody's haven. I don't know, but I walked in and got my <laughs> lunch and went up there and sat down and ate at the table <laughs> with everybody else. And somebody says, well, principals don't usually come up and do that. What? You know, how am I going to get to meet and know the people if I don't spend time with them? Yeah. So uh, I set up a meeting over that summer with every employee for 30 minutes. And I asked them three questions. Individually? Individually. That's awesome. Yep, yep. I had the secretary who, she retired. I know she didn't retire. She left and went to another job. I can't remember her name. Uh, set him up. Custodian, everyone. Teacher's Ty, assistant. Ty probably thought he was getting fired. Ty was there. <laughs> Shaking. You know, yeah. At 30 minutes, they had to schedule an appointment now, to meet with me. Now, what was the three questions? Three questions. Mm -hmm. What's good about CM? What would like... What would you like to see changed, and what would you do to help bring about that change? You know, so I want to know what's re good. Re repeat those for the people. What's good about CM? What's challenging, and what do we need to do to make some changes? I, I like how you didn't say what's good, what's bad. You nope. just said what needs. To, I like right. how you worded that. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I would. I would give twenty dollars to know what Ty's answer was. <laughs> He could probably ask. He could probably. He, he probably tell. knows. Yeah, yeah, he probably knows. And I had some pins made, and they were purple and gold. And I gave each one of them a pin, and we sat down and talked for thirty minutes. I, I don't think I reached everyone, but it was ninety percent of the people because some people were out of town for vacation. Mm -hmm. So 
what I did was put all that together and shared it at a meeting that I have. You know, I'm, what I'm, are some of the things we need to work on? What's good about it? What are some of the things we need to work on? You know, I'm stunned by it because I was in education for six years, went through some different administrators. No one ever did anything close to that. Um, but I'm not stunned that you did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. If that makes sense. You know, it, it's just true leadership. It was a shock. It was a shock to uh, everybody in the building. Mm -hmm. You know, well, why did she want to meet with me? Well, custodians, everyone we met. I talked to everyone. Um, let's see. So that that's how the year started there in Bethalto. We, we had to interview for an assistant principal. There were several people that came through to interview. Um, I could even remember one of the coaches and principals. I think it was a coach from uh, Collinsville, Bob Bone. I don't know if you know him. Know. Well, some of the people out there listening will probably know. <laughs> Bob Bone. He, he interviewed. Uh, I really liked the lady from Granite City. Really liked her. Uh, the problem I think some of the central office people had was there would be two women in the building. I said, well, some buildings have two men. <laughs> Good answer. Come on. Good answer. Come on. That's who I wanted. They had two men. But uh, I didn't, you know, I don't fight a lot of battles, but I will stand up for what I believe. And I said, you know, I know this lady and I, after meeting with her and working with her, that we could get along, we could work, we could make some changes together. But they were concerned about mm -hmm. two women in a building. I thought, okay, I don't know why. Yeah. So that went on, but we um, finally, we got um, uh, Tom Roth as assistant principal. Big Tom. Big Tom. Big Tom. Tom Roth is assistant principal. So we started off, everything was fine. Uh, I mean, it was tough the first year because the way things used to be and the way things were going in the direction to be were two different things. Mm -hmm. So we had regular uh, teachers, staff meetings, I met with the custodians. We would go out to lunch during the summer. We went out to lunch. I could remember coming out to the building, looked outside, and there was so much rubbish and everything outside. I said, we got to get this cleaned up. I went to Walgreens. We got some working gloves. I was out there with the dress on. <laughs> we were pulling up weeds because that was something that was instilled in me from Ed Gray from uh, Alton. You want to keep your grounds beautified. So we worked at that. The secretaries and everything were, were well. I knew a couple people in the building. Anita Steinman worked with me at, met at Alton High School. Uh, Donnell Campbell worked with me at Alton High School. So I, I knew them already. So that was probably it. And I was looking around the building, but there was no black custodian, secretary, anything. It was me. <laughs> right? It was me. But it was okay. I think there was a math teacher, but then she left right away. But then it was me. So, you know, you just had to go in and let people know who you are and what you believe in. And I'm a, I have a passion for young adults in school and education. And in Bethalto, I can remember Meadowbrook Church invited me Sunday to a church service, and they wanted to have a meet, uh meet and greet for me and mm -hmm. they did that and I went to the church I was only black in the church went downstairs to eat but it was okay because I had dealt with that in my prior life in Chicago at my high school so it was okay it was okay and then I think with my counseling background that helped 
you know me get to know and understand people. So that was fine. I've been to the moose in, uh, I can remember my first moose <laughs> pancake breakfast. <laughs> Can't we all? You know, <laughs> that, that was something. I got up early that morning and was at the moose and, you know, I can remember uh, the summer before I got, well, when I got the job, my friends and I went to Chicago to visit and I knew the colors were purple and gold and I bought some Puma tennis shoes that cost me about $150. <laughs> They were gold, though, and they had a purple <laughs> little mark on it. So my friend said, Deborah, you got to buy these. You know, so I had to leave my Puma tennis shoes. I went on and got them, so I wore them, and that was good. Yeah. And I just got really involved, I think, with the kids, with the people, with the community. There was no place I wouldn't go and eat in uh, Bethalto. Had your own spot at the basketball game? Had my own spot, my own seat at the basketball games. Love that. Uh, we could just got along. You used to ride the bus with a lot of teams, too, didn't Wrote you? Rode the bus. Uh, you know, people couldn't believe that. Here's the, who's this lady? This is our principal. You know, I can remember at a basketball game, I guess I was so into it. I was yelling and screaming, we, and we, I was sitting in my chair. Call timeout, Ty! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> call timeout. What are you doing, Ty? <laughs> So, uh, and then I was on the refs quite a bit. Well, we, we have, I have some, st a lot okay. of stories that got sent in. We're talking about you and, and, and your uh, little relationship with the referees. Yes. Uh, you, you know, Coach Denny, uh -oh. he told a story once. He said, yeah. I think it was at the Carrollton Tournament. Yeah, and he, where we were. And what was it? The, uh, the ref comes up to him and says, hey, I don't know who that lady is over there with the bling on, <laughs> but uh, I'm about to kick her out of here. And Denny's like, go ahead. She's our principal. <laughs> and he said, he said they, they, they never said, never said another word. Didn't have any problems. <laughs> he goes, and she always said the things I wanted to say, which worked out really well. Right, because I would have to sit behind Denny at the games uh -huh. to keep him under control. That's my guy. <laughs> but I had to sit behind Denny to keep him under control. Sometimes I would ride the bus. Sometimes I would ride with Steve Carey, but I couldn't ever sit with Steve Carey at the games. <laughs> Uh, I can recall that same thing that happened with him. One of the refs said, He said hey, the same story. Yeah, yep. Who's that lady? I'm getting ready to kick her out. He said, that's our principal. You know, uh, and I would kind of stop right there for a second. Talking about Coach Denny, he was one of them who reached out and said some things about you. And I just kind of want to read this just because first and foremost, Miss Pitts is the most loyal and supportive administrator principal I worked with in 22 years of coaching at the high school level. Her guidance, patience, and understanding my vision to transform the culture helped me to develop the CM's basketball girl basketball program into the powerhouse that it is. Absolutely love her. The best. She said he says, uh, only admin I had in twenty two years that ride the bus with the team. Of course, she would always text or call that she was running late, and I always threatened to leave her, but I never did. <laughs> that was me because I was doing something else. Right. But I enjoyed that. That is so sweet. That, that brought tears to my eyes because I love Denny. Well, I have pages and pages of yeah. those and I know of different people. Yeah, I, Denny was challenging <laughs> at times. But I love him, and I still text him on his birthday today. You know, I, uh, when Ty was thinking about stepping down, I think he would have done it a year earlier if it wasn't for Miss Pitts. Yeah. And I remember me at the time, I'm, I'm in education, I'm, t I'm coaching as well, and he's calling me and talking to me about stepping down. And, you know, a, a big thing that was on him was not letting you down. He didn't want to step down because you, 
you didn't want him to step down. And, and uh, you know, I know you guys had multiple meetings or, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, Miss Pitts really just doesn't want me to step down. And it meant, meant a lot to him that he had your backing like that. And, you know, any other coaches, just like Denny saying that, I mean, being loyal to your coaches and having their back means the world. I had coaches meetings, and uh, Ty was probably one of the first people that I really connected with because I knew he was the basketball coach. So we had to make, like, connections. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we always had conversations. Uh, he knew that I was a straight shooter. I'd tell him exactly what I was thinking and what you need to do. So, and, and we still have that same relationship. Yeah. We, we still have that same relationship. Well, and and I feel like, and probably everybody feels like this, but I feel like Miss Pitts and I are very close. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, but I feel like she's that way with everybody. I never had her in school, n- not even close. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, I met her because you know she became so close with Ty, took Ty under her wing, and just like like the seven degrees of separation or whatever, like we're close just because, and like I said, never had her in school and still text me, I don't know, once a week randomly with just some, hope you're having a blessed day and we always be a little emoji kind of her waving (laughs) or just always, always something. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, like I said, I never had her in school, you know, and, and I've talked to her more in text than I like have in person probably. And and I'll bring up this point. If, if through those seven degrees of separation you're texting him once a week how many people do you touch or do you text <laughs> and stay in touch with like that i can't even imagine you wouldn't believe uh, yes well you, I, you wouldn't believe it i still text some of the male and females in fact i just talked to a guy who's up in sham bloomington just talked to a guy in bloomington and we still chat uh and he's working in bloomington uh, just just so many. Uh, I still keep in touch with the Yates. I keep in touch with the Nehemiahs. Just everybody. So do you do you go down your phone? You just kind of have a list and every... Are, are I usually on their pop, birthdays. Are they just, just kind of pop in your head? You they just pop think in my head and I'm you? thinking someone and I'll text them. But in my, tel- uh, in my phone, I usually have birthdays and I, they just pop up every year. So I keep in touch. I've met people who graduated uh, college and everything. We've gone out to lunch uh you know it's just ama- it's amazing weddings birthdays baby showers bridal showers i took a bus trip onto a bridal shower we did a bus trip to st louis for kaylee's wedding and i was on the bus <laughs> <laughs> so i mean just different things yeah. that people still invite me to and I feel still feel connected, and I tell people that all the time. I still feel connected to Bethalto. I can remember going and eating in all the restaurants. You know, it was a culture shock at first, but then when people knew who I was and what I was about, I was always nice and cordial and respectful. I did my grocery shopping there. I didn't live there, but I made contributions, yeah. you know. But that was just my – and that's still my family as well. I still have connections with the Lawrences. I text Jacob all the time. Uh, you know. Now, those texts can kind of, you get texting so many people, they can kind of get a little confusing. Like maybe one time you try to text Justin Newell and ask him to go out for a drink, but it was really a, one of the students that you text. I, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I heard that story, too. It was Kirkpatrick. <laughs> we had a principal, Aaron Kilpatrick, I think. Yeah. Or And then we had a, who was the Kirkpatrick young fella? Played football. He Kyle? Was, Kyle, maybe. Kyle Kirkpatrick? Yeah, big kid. 
Uh, let me see. Went on to play college football. He played college football, I think. Kyle. I don't know. He dated Lindsey Fensel. They're still the yep, Kyle. Yeah, I yeah. still keep in touch with them. I text him instead of Kilpatrick. <laughs> Want to go get a drink? Because we were we were going to get a drink, <laughs> and I text him, and I thought, oh my god! And when he texted me back, he laughed and said, "Miss Pitts." <laughs> sure. Said, Holy smoly! I said, I need to call your parents and let them know that I made this mistake. He said, Oh, it's okay. But I said, No, 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 no. I must text your parents because I was trying to tell Aaron to meet Justin and I. But I text Kyle. That's right. I did that. Oh, why did you bring that up? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, we also we've had Marcos Polito on here, who is who's the uh, the police chief in, in Alton, and like like I said, hundreds of people wrote in stores, and he just talked about how like you just have this servant's heart. You have a servant's heart that you just you just can't stop, and all the boards that you're on and the boards you've won. Now, what boards are you on currently? Currently, I'm on the Edwardsville School Board. Mm -hmm. Currently, I'm on the Edwardsville branch of the NAACP and service secretary. I'm president of the National Council of Negro Women in <laughs> Alton section. I, uh, I'm chairperson of Faith in Action in Edwardsville. I'm a member of Delta Kappa Gamma. My church, I'm the clerk at my church. I've been <laughs> that for 25 years. I serve on the usher board at church, and I sing in the choir when I could make choir practice. That, that's another thing, Ross. Randomly, she'll text me on a Sunday and say, did you go to church? Did you go to church? That's <laughs> just right. A ra just, just out of the blue. Did you go to church? Yeah. <laughs> just out of the blue. little emoji con of her waving. Did you go to church? <laughs> but, yeah, but all of those things, and I'm constantly... Uh, juggling my schedule. Right. So I really feel that in this part of my life, I'm 69, and if I live to see January 17th, I'll be 70. I don't want any responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I don't have it any children. It seems like you have a lot of responsibilities. have a lot of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I don't want any responsibilities anymore. And I know that that sounds like, oh, ooh, you know, and I'm not quitting, and I'm telling my mother because she's up in heaven, I'm not quitting. I've done my due. I served 29 years on the park board in Edwardsville. You know, so, but I'm I'm off of that. But that was great. But you know, it's just so many things you can get yourself involved in until you just meeting yourself coming and going. When I was working, I can't see how I was on some of these committees, but I was not on all of these committees when I was working, because my life was dedicated to my job and my church. So between those two, that's where you would find me. Now, now, where did this? How do you, you know? And like I said, you've been described as having several people call saying you have a servant's heart, a leader that has a servant's heart is what they say. Mm -hmm. And so, where where does this passion come from that you're on all these boards and and all of them sound like great organizations? I want to help. Mm -hmm. uh, Faith in Action is uh, an organization, and we give free rides to senior citizens, sixty and up. Uh, that, and, and I'm, I'm you're, in, you're 70 so I'm, yeah, yeah. we give rides to senior citizens and we you know we do intakes and that's giving back and I've always wanted to give back because so many people help me mm -hmm. so I just feel that I have to give back or do something that helping someone else 
Uh, and that's that's very, very important to me. Now, does that kind of come back to your mother? Now, she worked in the, the public aid office, right. you said. Mm-hmm. So does that, I mean, in there, you she probably seen so many people in need all, all the, time. the time. It's probably such right. a burdensome, and she probably mm-hmm. wanted to help. Is that, is that some of that yeah. come from her? That, that, that comes from her because you, you never know. Mom would always say, Deb, you do good by all people because you never know who you will have to depend on for your last drink of water. <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. think that way. So that's instilled in me. What And I have a motto that says, if I can help somebody as I pass along, my living shall not be in vain. So if I can't do anything to help you, I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. I'm always looking for a way to make someone's day happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to make someone feel good about themselves. I was at a meeting last night, uh, my NCNW meeting, and I'm president of the National Council of Negro Women, and I was on a bus trip for the last week uh, to New York, and it was so loving, and people were kind and happy, and we were reading positive scriptures and everything, and it was love, you know, that came out. I attended a funeral yesterday of a guy from Edwardsville named Marvin Preacher Webb, who walked up and down the street, and he was loving and kind, and People were saying so many good things about him. So when I went to my meeting last night, I thought this is a time to share with people that we've been through the pandemic or come through the pandemic, it isn't over. People have struggled. People have not been able to hug and kiss and do all of that stuff. So I stopped at the store on my way and bought some Hershey hugs and Hershey kisses. Mm -hmm. And I shared them with everybody at our meeting, 25 or so members, and I said, I'm giving you a handful of hugs and kisses. I said, you know, we've been through so much. You know, we need to get back to loving and hugging and being with people. And since we're not still not doing all of that, I want you to take this and put it in your pocket or your purse. And when you see someone struggling or need a pickup, give them a hug or give them a kiss. But but I'm always thinking of ways to do that, to make people feel good about themselves and about where they are. You know, and saying that and with those text messages you send out that doesn't seem like much but it really is you know saying that and, and a lot of people have said that in the, the message they sent me and same with me when i get one from you it just it just you know just ups your day you know 17 percent or whatever you know it's just yeah <laughs> it makes you feel good about you it, and that's what i'm all about yeah. trying to help somebody else you know another one of your models that a lot of people said was what was it? Make good, make good choices. MG, MG, MGC. Yeah, I, I still send that to some of the kids. Yeah, that's make good choices, and I think they even started a program. I don't know if it's at the middle school or the whatever, but it's the MGC program. Oh, really? Yeah. After you saying that, yeah. huh? And, and I would always tell the kids, "Happy Monday. Uh, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours." And when I see some of the kids, that's what they say to me. Saw, saw that one, too. <laughs> yeah. I posted that one. Yeah. 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 That's what it, it actually Allison Hill said. It was just funny. I got a message from Allison Hill's mom, oh, Beth Hill. Her. You were her basketball coach, yeah, I think. That's right. And then you had her her kids in school. And, right. and Allison had said, said, make it a great day or not. That's was right. It was something that you said. Oh, that's so interesting. That uh, Let me hear some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want, here's, here's a good one for you. Uh, let's see, let me find it. Give me a second. Did Steve Carey say anything? Uh, yes. His was m- about your refereeing. <laughs> about your refereeing. Uh, let's see here. What? I was, he was, got, he was, has a lot of notes over there. I, I see. I, I do. I, I was on it, Ross. I was on it. 
I can't find that one. But a, a little story about zip lining. Do you have a little, do you, maybe you did a team building with some zip lining. You were all pumped up to go do some zip lining. Justin Newell told me. It was that. not no, Justin Newell. It was Newell. Jill. It was it Jill. It was not Jill. Had to be Jill. Nope. It was I not. got all the way up. What was the up. What was the lodge? It was a lodge. I was. It was a lodge. To, I, I can't, can't remember. That's what I can't find. I Someone can't said, remember. "Just mention this lodge to her, and she'll 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 know." Was it uh, Kim Wilkes? Wilkes. So Ross, I guess uh, Miss Pitts, she wants does wants to do this team team bonding thing. Zip right. She's all she's gung ho and charging up there. And <laughs> you had to climb up really climb high up to get up high. There, real high. You had to climb up. So Miss Pitts, she climbs up there. Got hooked she up. Got, but Miss Pitts, she ain't gonna do it. When they said go, when they said go, I couldn't do it. She couldn't I do had it. to I had to get somebody to unhook me and get me down. Well, and, and Kim Wilkes, who she's the principal Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook. So she was behind Miss Pitts. So she like the way it is, like Kim Wilkes had to, was behind her, so she had to climb, climb back down, down too to let Miss Pitts get back down. I said, Kim, you got to get up here and get me out of this. She goes, No, Pitts, just go on. I said, I can't. Yep, that was. Oh my God, that was awesome. Do though. you regret not going? Yeah, because well, you want to go. You and I can go up to Aries uh, zip lining right now. You want to go today? No. no, no. Redeem yourself. I'm not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. Yeah, that I had some really good memories in Bethalto. Good memories in Bethalto. You know, the, and and what a uh, thing you love about Miss Pitts is we talked about her just her kindness and her generosity and her positivity and just so sweet. But then, like, if you ever see her at a sporting event, it's, it's a little different. Totally different. A little different. Like, I would go to like I you know because I would train the CM girls, so I go to a lot of the CM girls basketball games and. And some nights, like, I'd see Miss, and Miss Pitts would be sitting by herself, and I'd come by myself. So some nights I'm like, am I in the mood to sit by Miss Pitts, or am I not in the mood? How, how <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, someone told me, another, somebody put, sent this story in. <clears throat> so I think it was, was it David Pierce, state wrestler? Oh, I love him. Yeah. So uh, a friend of ours, he's, he's kind of up high at the state wrestling tournament, okay? And he can hear some lady just screaming, kill him, David, kill him. Not, not like, come on, David, win, or, you know, do your best, David, or, you know, kill him, David, <laughs> kill him. Just, just screaming, just, just screaming this, okay? And he can't see down because they're sitting down like where staff and right. like where the, the VIP people yeah. are. Mm -hmm. And so the, the person who told me the story was Don Brown and his son, Hudson was with him, and, and Don's like, who is that lady screaming? And, and Hudson's like, I think that's our principal. <laughs> and sure enough, it was Miss Pitt's counter going, kill him, David, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. I went <laughs> now, I, heard, I also heard what was great about that is you got to, he won state, I think. He won, won. You I was to, there. You got I to got to put, give him his ribbon. Got I was, put, yeah, yeah. got to put the medal on yeah. him. Yeah, I was on the IHA board for four years. Now, here, now here, this, I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Now, we've talked about her, the, the love-hate thing with the referees well she was also on the illinois high school association <laughs> board yeah i wonder i don't have to ask why you got on that one <laughs> that, was, that was interesting but i really enjoyed it because i got to meet a lot of people and it's so refreshing to uh be able to see young athletes uh you know progress did anybody bring up to you your relationship with officials while you're on this board a uh, couple of the officials, yeah. couple of the officials. I, they, they knew me. They knew me. They knew me. Um, so, what, 
What legacy, like when leaving the education, I'm going I'm to just ask this two different ways. What legacy did you want to leave after we got out of education? And what legacy do you think you left? I think the one legacy that I left uh, was my another motto. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's not about you. And I would tell this to my staff. It's all about the children. Mm-hmm. So my main goal was to come in and make sure they were taken care of. I understood them, and but my main focus was educate. What are you doing for the children? And I always would stress to them to treat the kids in your classroom the way you would treat your own kids, point blank. So you know that was mm-hmm. tough. That was tough, and and that's what I would like to to uh, hope I left. And another one that. To be kind, to be nice, to be positive, because we don't know other people's story. We don't know what they've been through. And I encourage the teachers to be at the doors when the kids came in and greet the kids. Say something nice to them. You don't know what they went through the night before. So it's your responsibility to be a positive person for them to greet them, to speak to them, how Johnny, how was your weekend? That was important to me. And I would walk up and down the floor on the second floor to make sure that was happening. <laughs> you needed to be at your doors when the bell, you know, and greet those kids. These are our kids. So, and I try to tell people that, that it's not about me or you, it's about the kids that we're working with in education. So our main focus are the kids. Uh-huh. You know, I have no problem with saying that. From, from now being retired and, and from an outside point of view, what do you see as some of the new challenges in education now? Young parents, uh, marijuana, uh, and, and parents not familying anymore. You know, that's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. Everybody, we don't sit down and, uh, well, most of the people I talk to, they don't sit down and eat breakfast anymore together. Uh, on the weekends, they don't do anything with the kids. They give the kids money or a car, and you go your way. That family bonding is really missing. And then I think the kids have gotten to the point in young parents where in our village, we were corrected by our next-door neighbors. Uh, we don't hardly know our next-door neighbors now, or they better not say anything to Johnny. They don't. So true. And, and you know, if if – we would have gotten trouble, and you know our mother. If mm-hmm. we would have gotten trouble at school, there was no questions asked when we got home that that, that our mother was on the side of the teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, and they they the doubt was always in favor of the teacher. Mm-hmm. And now, if somebody gets in trouble at school, it, it's not that they don't think it. They don't act like it's their kid's fault. The blame goes to the teacher. That's true. Every time, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's you know people complain about this generation, that generation, the next generation, but they're the ones that created that those generations, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you asked me something earlier. I want people to remember me as being a fair and honest and just person. Uh, uh, and I treated the kids and the staff that way. Uh, I didn't worry about if you were the mayor's son, the police chief's ch- son, or whatever. You got treated, you followed the same rules. I had to correct a parent about a student, and I knew this student was a bright young man and he was just playing around in one of his science classes 
and uh, he was gonna told his dad to come up and take care of that. I said, let him come, <laughs> let him come. I pulled out the kid's uh, PSAT scores and all of his scores, and this kid was in the 90-something percentile in science and everything. And I told his dad, do you think I'm gonna allow you to drop this kid from this class when he's being lazy? We're, we're not going to do this. You know, we're not going to do this. I, you know, bring your dad on. Yeah. And I'll tell you who that was. Ooh. That was Kim Wilkes' husband. <laughs> Gary, Gary Wilkes. Gary yeah. Wilkes. That's <laughs> right. He wanted his son, and I hope he's listening, to drop that science class because he didn't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to put in the work. Didn't want to put on the work. And it, it could have been so much easier for you and such a less headache. Like, okay, we'll just drop you from the class and send you on your way wherever you want to go. And then mm-hmm. you have no headache. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with it. But you nope. stood up for what you believe. I, I always did that. I, I stand up exactly for what I believe, and I let you know that. Uh, one of the problems I had in Bethalto was um, when I first got there, the parents would always go to central office before talking to me. Yeah. That about that burned my yeah. crawl, mm-hmm. you know. And they would call me and say, "Well, so and so call me. Excuse me, excuse me. We're going to work together. We're going to do this together." I would very much appreciate if they called. The first question you'd ask them: Have you spoken to the principal? Absolutely. That took me a while to get the central office to understand how important that was. Have you spoken to the principal? And when I talk to parents, what I say to them, have you spoken to the teacher yet? You know, so that that was hard to break that barrier, you know, with with that one challenge to, you know, I'm sure the central office, being that it's a family community school, always took care of things. Mm -hmm. But there's a right and a wrong way to take care of things. And I'm a I go by the rules and policy. Everybody follow the same rules. (laughs) I don't care whose son or daughter you are. These are the rules. This is what you follow. So if you want to go and talk to the superintendent or whomever, that's fine. But here, these are the rules here. And what I learned over the years, and I think people can appreciate, if you treat all people the same, you won't have any problems. There's a correct, li- there's a correct way of lines of communication. That's correct. It's not going over your head or the teacher's oh, head first you, nope. you start and go you go in order correctly you hired me for this position i'm going to do the, the job i'm going to be visible i'm going to keep the kids in order i'm going to make the staff happy but there's a line of communication and that was that was one of the big challenges that i found out when i first got there but we worked that out i could understand <laughs> that another good story someone's telling me that you uh like she was a teacher, and you came in to do, you were observing her that day, mm-hmm. and she made some like during her lesson or whatever. She's made some really good point with some information, and you just started clapping. <laughs> yeah, it was outstanding. I can't remember, but if something's outstanding to me because I'm passionate about education and learning, yes. She said all the students are doing. This. Yeah, I'm like clapping yeah. away. Yes, yeah, that you know, but that's important. That's important, and I made sure that I visited. All of my teachers' classrooms, I think I walked upstairs and around the whole building every morning to say good morning, mm-hmm. to make sure everyone was on time and in their prospective places as well. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I don't, did you touch on this, but I, you know, in the, the, you touch on like the young teachers coming up today. Like, what would you, what advice, I know in this political climate and things are crazy now and, and tough times, what would you say to new educators? What advice would you give them? Mm. What, I think one thing that I would probably say to them is know your students, know your staff. Be kind to everyone. Again, you don't know their story. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even dealing with some of the teachers when we come into a building, you don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. And that's something and we need to do first and make sure we treat everyone the same. Two things you know? that, two things just sitting here talking to her that I would I would take from her if she was my boss is right off the bat. I don't know what all those kids are going through before they got to school. Correct. Make their day better real quick. That's it. And and the second thing from her that I would take is don't favor anybody. Here are the rules. We're going to follow these rules. That's right. And you, you, you stay. It, it took a while, you know, it took a while. Yeah. Because Bethalto is a close knit place and everyone knows everyone and everybody wants to run things. <laughs> yeah. In their own little way. In their own little way. But, uh, like I said, I love Bethalto. I still love Bethalto. Even though I'm not there anymore, I still have friends, contacts. I could stop in, yeah, you I know. still see you at the Brick House. Yeah, at the Brick House. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places. Or, she'll, she'll always text me, hey, let Ross know I'm sending up some ladies from church. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I know. That's what I do. I said, tell Ross I'm sending some ladies from church. Hey, could you give him his picture number? <laughs> and some friends from uh, United Way came up one night after we had a meeting. I couldn't make the meeting because I had to go to church. But I sent them up, and I told them they would have a good time. They were wanting to go someplace, and somebody said, what about the brick house? And I said, go, go, go. I told them that I knew the owner, and I said, you can feel comfortable there, you know, or whatever. And they did, and they had a great time. It's, I, I don't bring it up to throw in a plug, but I'm just throwing it out that you're still in the community. Yeah. You're still here. Yeah, I always recommend. I post, I share all your posts every day. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a friend who lives in Nebraska. Can't wait to get here to come and eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My cousin, my, from, my girl. My cousin from Vegas. We came on a Thursday night to have steaks. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's what you do. Now you're. Since you retired, you're all. I mean, besides all the committees you're on, you're all over the place. You're in Vegas. You're in Chicago. You're in New York. You're all over the place. I have family in Vegas, so I mm -hmm. go to Vegas. Like you spent a month there recently. Yeah, and right? I'm going July the sixth through the nineteenth for summer league, NBA summer league. <laughs> and let's now get that's that. a fan. You you watched the game last night. Watched the game. Like, oh so my god! You're a Warriors fan. I'm a Warriors. Been a Warriors fan. So how how coming from Chicago? Are you not a Bulls fan? was I mean, a Bulls fan at one time, but when I started watching basketball and watching different teams, I, I really like the, the – I think the Warriors are a clean-cut team. They're well-coached. They're a clean-cut team. They started off young, and I look at some of the schools that some of the guys came from. We didn't hear about Davidson before. They drafted correctly. They yeah, did their due diligence. That's right. And it's not a favorite. Some of these teams, they just say, oh, I want to switch. I want to go here. I want to go there. But if you notice the, the nucleus of the, that, the Warriors team, they've stayed together. What did you think about Kevin Durant coming on? Did you like that? Or did you think, ah, they're getting away from what they do? Um, 
it was okay. I was I was hesitant about that because they were getting away, like you said, from what they normally do, just picking up people. They work. If you notice, they work with what they already had, and they blossomed. Yeah. Uh, and I think Curry mentioned that last night. We just stuck together. And we just and they're just a clean cut team it, to me. He was extremely emotional last night. Oh my goodness! Two years ago, they go from being on top of the world to nothing to the worst record in the league. Right. And dealing with all kinds of injuries. Right. Do these players come back healthy? Will they ever get back to the top? And um, then you know, they kept the, the faith. next year. They come. They get beat in the first round, the play-in game for the playoffs, and then you know everybody gets healthy. Right. They still weren't picked to win it this year. Mm-mm, not and at then, all. And then to see the emotion of him winning it last night, I mean, it, it, I was so happy for him. Yeah. Because he, he, at 34 years old, you don't know if you're getting back there. And I think he just really appreciated last night, you know, to the fullest. It, it hit home. Like, uh, this has really happened. This is what we work for. The two years when they were without Clay Thompson, they kept boosting him up, you know, kept boost, they, they were getting their butts tore up. Yeah. They kept playing and kept going along, and they kept with that same nucleus. Most people probably would have dropped Clay Thompson in and, a heartbeat. And I like that you brought that up. Is if a player was out for two years like that on on other teams, you really you would hear about him in the media a little bit, but they were in press conferences always bringing him up. Always. And as a player like Clay, him not playing like that, he's depressed. Right. He's in a bad state of mind. And for his his teammates to always still be bringing him up and things like that made him still feel like he was part, part of, of that. the team. That yeah. and that's what you have to do. Uh, there's no I in team. We all have heard that before. So we have to stick together no matter what. So no. let's get back to the finals. Okay. What did you think of this NBA finals? I thought it was great. I I don't know if I liked the two games, two games, then the one, one, one. I didn't like that. I thought. And I like Boston, don't get me wrong. I like Boston because Tatum is a hometown boy. Mm -hmm. And he did all he could do. And we will see him excel even more, I think. You could, when when watching these six games, you could see, I really like Boston. Mm-hmm. And and what they're they well do with their turnaround, team. well coached. They they play hard. They play together. They guard extremely well. But watching these six games, once it got a few games in, you could tell. Okay, the Warriors have been here before, and the Celtics players have not. And they were wearing them down. Yeah, they were wearing them down. Yeah, Tatum. As I love Tatum. Yeah, but he he had a bad series. He's had a bad series. Yeah. But now a couple of the games he played well, but he couldn't do it alone. And he did have some help from Brown and yeah, uh, Brown Smart. Did, Brown didn't have a great series either, and that's right. what. And those are really the two players that I'm talking about when I come to, when I say they hadn't been there before. They're right. both young. They're both extremely young. Right. And one year of college each, and you could just tell that their stars hadn't been there, and the Warriors' stars had. And they. And I mean, you can see it from the field goal percentage, from right. the turnovers, from the shot selection, things like that, because there's so many different angles from this you're, you're you're dealing with a whole different media you're dealing with now your parents or your family i want tickets it's just it's just different it was yeah, yeah a lot, lot on your shoulders than, yeah. they were getting frustrated and you could tell yeah. they they were on edge but they'll be back they'll be if back that nucleus oh, stays, they'll, they'll be, be back, back yeah. but they got to stay together yep. 
And you got to work during the good times and the bad times because that's what the Warriors did. People were down on me when I would have my Warriors gear on, and they would say, why are you wearing that? They're losing. I said, but that's my team. I'm not giving up on my team. Uh, so when, when was the pivot from the Bulls being your team to the Warriors? I guess looking back, I start watching a lot of b- basketball and going to the NBA Summer Leagues, and I was watching people. Mm. I was watching people and how they interacted. Yeah. And I uh, start thinking about personalities and, and what makes a good team, you know. And that's why I start leaning towards uh, the Golden State Warriors because they were all of that. Yeah. They, they worked together. They, you know, they were a team. And that a, nucleus was there. A lot of what you're describing there also goes in education is describing a building and the teachers and administration and the students all coming together. And that's how you build Team building. I love it. Uh, Collaborating with one another. Uh, We did a lot of that. I can probably tell you that. We did a lot of that collaborating. You tried to go zip lining. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't make that. Didn't make that. But we did a lot of collaborating. We spent time with each other. Uh, You know, we even had a a back to school uh, get meet and greet at uh, what's the place down? The chicken place, they have really good chicken. Moonlight? Moon, Not Moonlight, but they have good chicken, too. <laughs> In Bethalto. Geno's? Geno's. Geno's. We had a big uh, We had a big welcome back at Geno's. So we were able to get together in, in a relaxed setting. Yeah. In a relaxed setting. So I Nobody would, was getting in trouble for a glass of wine? No. <laughs> no. No. So, so we did some of those things. Like, you see teachers let loose. Like, when teachers, like, it's like their last day of school or something, and you see them out, you know things about to go down. I never see that. What you never no, see no, that? No, I never see that. Oh, oh you, come on! Uh, you know come what? On. Hey, he's in the hey, hey, he's in the business. You can't talk about it. What happens there at the brick house? You can't. Well, talk about it. but I but can yeah. remember meeting you. I think for the first time at Bonaire. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Well, hey, what were I we, apologize. What were we there for? I can't remember. I don't was. remember. But do you remember that? Ty said, "Deb, you got to come." You know, and we would hang out. Uh, you know, and I I knew my my um, level of being with the teacher. Some people say you shouldn't go out with them, mm-hmm. but I would go out, hang out a couple little few minutes, have some wine or whatever, and go on my merry way. But we spent time with each other. So that that was good. And I think that's the first time I met you was at Bonaire. Now you and Ty have gotten super close over the years. How how did that sort of bond come about or Okay. I met Ty And this is our brother Ty we're talking about. Yep. Ty was just an open-minded young person when I met him mm-hmm. uh, at school. He was one of the PE teachers. And then I think he started teaching health or driver's ed or something. But we really bonded. Uh, I met Todd before he had children and uh-huh. got married. In fact, I went to his wedding. Uh-huh. It was the first wedding I attended being in Bethalto. So I felt honored to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, how, how many people would take time out to do that? But I felt that was an honor. So we became close. And after the kids came, they would come up to the school, come to the office, and they knew they had candy in the office. <laughs> Getting so, a Hershey kiss, Hershey yeah. hug. <laughs> so we, we, we bonded that way. Uh, when I knew he wanted to be the driver's ed teacher, you have to work for these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talked about basketball a lot and teaching kids something, not just the, on the court but off the court as well. 
Uh, and I did that with the football. I can remember going to a football practice like 6 in the morning over on the field because I wanted to know what was going on. You know, I know they were shocked. The coach was shocked. <laughs> but I would do things like that, you know. Right. What's going on in the morning? Being hands-on. Being Not hands just trying on. to get it from other sources and having a middleman. Hands-on. Be there and, and just be there. see it for yourself. I would drive up right there in the morning, 6 o'clock, for practice. But that was me. But with Ty, uh, we just bonded. Mm -hmm. We just bonded. He respected me. I respected him. Uh, and that's and you still have that close still relationship. Still have that close relationship. Yeah. I still call him if I need something. I even call your mother. A young guy <laughs> is moving back here and is in need of an apartment. Uh -huh. I called your mom last week or sent her yeah. a text. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's just what I do. And I know I could call Ty, Ty and ask him something. Or I can call you. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get you Ross's number yeah, before we get Ross's out of here. number so I can just <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah. She'll have VIP sitting at the brick house all the time. Yeah. Hey, Ross, here's a funny little story for you. So we, when we did, you know, I started the gym in, in my house. Right. So we did circuit, the big circuit workout outside. There was only one time in the two and a half years we did it, we canceled it because of heat. And do you know who was coming to that circuit. Do you know who was coming that night? Miss Pitts. Yeah. And it's the only time because of heat that we canceled it. It was a week like this, and it was just, everything was just sizzling. Did you get her back? No. No. Not yet. That was my one shot right there. Yeah. You, know, you know how I think about that all, I mean, that was 10 years ago, right. and I still think about that. Yeah. What could have been, Ross? Yeah. What could have been? And that's because of my godson. He said, Godmother, you could do that. Just go on and try Who was it? I, I don't remember who. Kendall. No, Kindle. no, it wasn't Kindle. He encouraged no. me to come and do it. No. Well, that was before. Kindle didn't start with us until we were down at the, the other, other place. Building. Yeah, I don't know who. It was somebody, one of the kids at the at school. Yeah, because we had a lot of the CM girls and things that were right, coming to right. it. So, yeah, yeah Miss Pitts was on her come, way. And I was and on I had, my way. <laughs> and said, that, well, oh, we're not here. I thought, what? Yeah, Gosh, I gotta let him down. Never, That's never right. canceled it because of because it was too hot, and we did we did yep. that day. So. A couple other girls said, "Miss, yeah, they did." Miss <laughs> Pitts, you, you need to get back on her, just like you had had to to get her on the show. You gotta get back. Oh. Persist. What you say? Persistence. Persistence. <laughs> That's right. Persistence. Yeah, I'm gonna touch base real quick. I want to go back um, to one thing that probably meant a whole lot to you. Um, the the coworker that put that application on your your desk, mm -hmm. I think that to me, like I said, it gave me chills because somebody saw something in you that thought, no, you're assistant principal and you're doing good work, but there's a, a higher calling or she she saw something in you, and I think we probably all had those people in our lives that came through and 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 saw something in us that we weren't seeing ourselves or you know what what not. I, I just I think that's an unbelievable story that she went out of her way, got this application for you, came in, put it in, didn't let you know she was doing it, and then hey, what'd you think? Like, right? And I didn't even know. I thought someone was really playing a joke. They <laughs> yeah. saying it's time for you to go, Dad. But she said no. But Annis and I had been friends because she was a special ed teacher before she became an English teacher. She was special ed and. We just had that special bond, and she said, I see something in you, and uh, I know that you've tried to get a job here and, you know, weren't successful, 
And I said, Annis, why do you think I'm going to be successful there? <laughs> she said, just just try it. Just just put the application in. So I did. So that meant a lot to me. And we still keep in contact, although she's moved. But we keep in touch on Facebook. Who don't you keep in touch? I know. Let's, yeah, let's be keep honest. Keep in touch. Let's be honest. But keep here. in touch. All <laughs> you know, these things that I'm learning from you today and seeing, I mean, I think at your core, like, with what, how you described what you do with with your educators and your students and all these all these boards that you're on, like you're about building community. You're about bringing people together. That's correct. And, Unity. And 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 this friend of yours saw that, and mm-hmm. she knew that you needed to be at the head of a school. Right. District. That's what she said. Yeah. Yep. She she was impressed. Yeah. With Aren't we all? With we all are. Me. With little old me. <laughs> what somebody had said something about you're known for going in the bathroom and getting ready and shouting directives at, to everyone around you or on the phone. Yeah, going to the bathroom and doing it. <laughs> that, that had to come from Justin Newell. Had nope, I, I got no stories from Justin. You really? keep blaming them all on him. Yeah, because no. I, I would go to the bathroom and shout out orders. What are we doing? You've won some, uh, some Women of Distinction Awards. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, there's I, it's so, so, so much. And there was one I was trying to look for, but I can't. Uh, but Someone just talked about all you have to do is mention Miss Pitt's name and, and someone around you will know it and start cheering and just talking so good about oh, that's it. That's for sure. Yeah. Love them. You know, we've, we've talked on here before, Ross, about like, like, writing like your your life is writing your eulogy right or whatever and you talk to somebody like miss pitts and all the messages and things that we've gotten it's like i, I want people to say about me what they say about miss pitts right that's absolutely correct yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's about touching lives and mm-hmm. and and treating everybody with respect and and doing what she said or doing what you believe in right and that's usually the correct that's thing it. that's the correct thing that's that's my legacy i want to leave you have it, yeah, and you have done it, and will continue. Will continue to do it. Yeah, thank you. This was it. Wasn't that painful? Was it? No, it was awesome. I'm glad uh, your persistence <laughs> paid off, <laughs> and so I'm glad we. to be able to do something. And maybe someone heard something or will hear something yeah. that will make them feel better about themselves, and to go out and do something for someone else. That's what I'm looking for. That's my message. Go out and do something for someone else. Well, that's why we had you on the show. I think your message was great. I think somebody out there is going to learn something. If it's just one person, it's worth it. That's correct. Uh, Thank you very much for being on our show. Thank you, and it was an honor. (laughs) And I have something for you, too. Did somebody tell you that we like presents? Because we really like presents (laughs) on this show. I went on the um, a bus trip to and to New York, and we stopped in Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh-huh. Hershey. So I want you to remain sweet, and when you see this, you'll think of me. Aww, thank you, thank you thank very you much. Very and it's much. a picture of me on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you on a roller coaster? Yeah, we were doing a little tour, and it was inside um, the Hershey factory, and you could. Um, doing a little ride and they went took you on this little roller coaster like and you could see how they started making candy so i want you to be sweet i want you to think about me and be sweet that's all we think about this is awesome 
This is awesome. We love gifts. We Thank you very much. We Biggest do. gift was having you on the show. Appreciate the Hershey bar. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Lock Executioner. Slay on, brother. Slay on.